0: Hello and thanks for downloading this podcast from Scarborough Borough Council. My name is Carl Gavigan. This is the second of two special recordings about the Armed Forces Day national event, which takes place in Scarborough on Saturday the 25th of June. I'm recording this podcast on the eve of the event on Friday the 24th of June. I'm overlooking South Bay where the final preparations for tomorrow are underway. The biggest change to the usual vista from here is the addition of a rather large warship, HMS Westminster, which is moored offshore. Coming up we'll hear from former Navy and Army veterans from North Yorkshire, the Yorkshire Brewery that has produced specially labelled bottles of beer, the Scarborough charity that supports ex-servicemen and women, why our main sponsor Tesco wanted to be involved with the national event, and we'll have a rundown on what's happening tomorrow. Scarborough's hosting of the Armed Forces Day national event has been three years in the making. It was supposed to take place in 2020, but was cancelled because of the coronavirus. It was also called off last year as lockdown restrictions were still impacting daily lives. Our colleague, who has been responsible for making sure everything goes to plan, is Stuart Clark, who heads up our events team. We've waited until the night before the national event to check in with Stuart to see whether his blood pressure is still rising. Andy Carter caught up with Stuart earlier.
1: Quite worryingly, they're down at about five, so I was expecting to feel a little bit worse than this but uh, at the moment i'm okay
2: they are creeping up but uh, feel okay at the moment this has been three years in the making hasn't it because of the cancellations because of the coronavirus etc but we are now on the eve of the event how does it feel to have got to this point
1: Oh, it's brilliant it's absolutely fantastic to see it come together um, now because i think the year the first year we got very close um, before we had to pull it which was a real shame so all the planning had been done and everything put in place um, last year we never got quite so close because everything changed with the, you know, the various um, roadmap coming into play. Um, so we knew we weren't. But this year it's, you know, as we've gradually got closer and closer, it's uh, it's been good to see things coming together and every, all our plans finally developing.
2: We spoke to Commodore Waterhouse about the the military's planning. Obviously they have the expertise because they are military planners. They do this day in, day out. What's it been like for you and your colleagues at the council here to bring all this together?
1: Uh, It's been exciting, it's been interesting, uh, challenging. Um, Working with the military has been absolutely fantastic. We've had a really great team of people around us. Just come from a meeting with those guys today and the the Ministry of Defence people that are up here now. I think it was very good. It's been really, really good. A lot of planning gone into play for this and a lot of plans drawn up. Reams and reams of paper and documents, but uh, there's nothing more than you would expect.
2: Do you think this is the biggest thing you've done in your career so far from a kind of organiser? I mean, you do events day in, day out, but for this this is big, isn't it?
1: This is huge. And I think this must probably be up there as the biggest thing we've done in Scarborough. You know, it's, this is the national event. So, you know, to you know, tour de Yorkshire, we've had huge events for that here before and the concerts that we do at the open air. But, you know, this is another level. Uh, this is of national interest, well, worldwide interest.
2: What do you hope the legacy will be?
1: Uh, well I think Scarborough's got, uh, already got a, a really strong and good legacy for you know with the armed forces we're, we're well known for you know our adopted ships and the Yorkshire Regiment Green Hours those sort of things I mean for us you know continuing to support the armed forces with this sort of days going forward you know as we develop into the new council would be really nice it would be, like, be nice if we can continue that.
2: We have to, just I suppose, reflect on the fact there is some disruption on transport networks. That's not going to affect the event per se, but what's our advice to people if they are planning to come tomorrow?
1: Yeah, the interesting thing for us is we generally plan for things like this anyway because you, you look at all possibilities. So we plan on the basis that, you know, if there's an accident here and we had to close a road or if, the you know, there's... a. Not necessarily a train strike, but this was disruption to the trains. We planned for those sort of things anyway. And for us, we've opened up an additional park and ride site. So we've got Gallows Close Field, which everyone should look out for. That holds nearly 3,000 cars. The two park and ride sites are run additional services. And we do have an awful lot, which people forget we do have an awful lot of on street and off street parking available generally. I know we've taken a bit out, but we do have an awful lot around.
2: Now, if you were hosting some kind of party, maybe, it's always one of those things, isn't it, where the host never really gets to enjoy what's going on, will you be locked in your control room tomorrow or will you actually get to see some of what's happening?
1: The control room's nicely placed so that we can keep an eye on the event. We're in what's called the bronze control, so we'll see, you know, we'll see bits of things like the Red Arrows, but we'll have an overview from CCTV of things like the parade. But uh, our primary role is, you know, to monitor everything in the control room and keep everybody safe and make sure people have an enjoyable day. So we'll see see little of the event, but that's our role, really.
2: And then finally, come Monday, how are you going to relax? Well, I've got three concerts to prepare for next week, so... No rest of the wicked?
1: Absolutely not, no. So, yeah, so my focus next week switches to uh, Brian Adams' ball and bow and aha. Maybe uh, try and see the wife. That'll be quite nice. I think she's forgotten who I am. That
0: was Stuart Clark speaking to Andy Carter, who's with me now. Andy, it seems everything is coming together nicely for tomorrow's event. Can you
2: give us a rundown on what's happening and when? Yeah, of course I can, Carl. I think it is. Uh, It's coming together, as you say. Well, it all starts tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock with the official opening of the Armed Forces Day national event. We'll then see from the R.E.F. Falcons parachute display team who will drop out of the sky from, I'm told, 5,000 feet to land on the beach at South Bay. That display starts at half past 10. The military parade begins at 11, and there's a salute and a formal aspect to that at about 25 past 11. The Soldiers of Swing music performance is at 10 past 12. That's just after midday, and at 25 to 1 we'll hear from York Military Wives Choir, who are also putting on a music performance. If you're an aircraft enthusiast, you'll want to know that at 1 o'clock the RAF Red Arrows display team will be showing off their aerobatic skills above South Bay, followed at 1.30 by the Yorkshire Corps of Drums. At 2 o'clock there'll be a fly-past of the RAF Battle of Britain memorial flight, including a Lancaster bomber, a Hurricane and, of course, the Spitfire all afternoon starting at two o'clock through to four o'clock it's esports gaming at scarborough spa and there's a joint military presentation at two o'clock at the scarborough spa theater as well back in south bay for half past two the royal navy's wildcat will be showing off its skills in the sky and the soldiers are swing are back on at 20 to three at three o'clock the navy wings reliant stinson display takes place above south bay and at 3 o'clock also, if you're over in Peaseholm Park, the Naval Warfare Miniature Sea Battle is taking place. At 10 past 3 the Yorkshire Corps of Drums are performing in the formal area in South Bay and then at half past 3 there's a sea fire display by the Navy Wings display team. There's a further joint military presentation at Scarborough Spa Theatre at half past 3. The York Military Wives Choir will be back in South Bay in the formal area for another performance at 20 to 4 and the REM typhoon display takes place at half past four. Then there's the formal end to the event with the sunset ceremony and closing prayers at five o'clock back in South Bay in the formal area. Of course, the Armed Forces Day national event celebrations continue into the evening. Frankie Valley's on stage with his Four Seasons at six o'clock, and the Band of Her Majesty's Royal Marines Collingwood are performing in the Grand Hall at Scarborough Spa at seven thirty. If you go to our dedicated website, Scarborough Armed Forces Day.co.uk, you can download onto your phone an entire programme for the event for free. As Andy said just now, one of the more
0: formal aspects of tomorrow's Armed Forces Day national event is the formal parade and salute. Representatives from all three armed services will be taking part, along with cadets and veterans. Many veterans attending will have travelled from further afield to be here, and lots are local to the Yorkshire coast. Let's hear from four of them now, Mike Priestman, Rick Webb, Stephen Walls and Sean Brosnan, as they recall their time in the military.
3: I served 16 years in the Royal Navy on the mine warfare side of it, mine hunting, mine sweeping. Best time I ever had in the Navy was being on the last commission of HMS Ark Royal in 1978, which was a good trip, went and ran the States and then around the Mediterranean. Armed Forces Day is very important. Gets out to the public about their service men and women and the job they do. And with the point being that after they've served, that we make the point that they need to be looked after. So really looking forward to Armed Forces Day at Scarborough where I hope there'll be a good turnout.
1: I joined the Royal Navy in 1958 leaving as a Master at Arms in 1981. During that time I served various places around the world, South Atlantic, South America, South Africa, Far East, you name it. I've been there. My role when I finished up was as naval policeman.
3: My name is Stephen Walls I was born in a small village just north of York and at the age of 15 I joined the British Army as a junior leader in the Royal Corps of Signals. I served in the Middle East the Far East, Holland, Germany Belgium. My medals British Empire Medal, Northern Ireland Medal Gulf War Medal 1991 and my Long Service and Good Conduct Medal. I joined the Navy in 1976, uh, straight from school. I joined up as a seaman radar, or a seaman initially uh, studied radar. I did radar for about 12 years, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I liked the warfare side of things. Being deployed to the South Atlantic was great, because I have a great love for wildlife. And I spent a lot, down, a lot of time down in um, the Falklands and indeed South Georgia, where uh, the wildlife is abundant and they have no fear of the humans. So that was great. I really enjoyed being down there. Well, I spent a lot of time in the Gulf as well, although that was hot, <laughs> very hot, not conducent with my fair skin but it was an enjoyable um, deployment. I still keep myself fairly active in the Royal Navy community, being chairman of Scarborough Royal Naval Association and my association with the Royal British Legion as well. You heard there from Mike Priestman, Rick
0: Webb, Stephen Walls and Sean Brosnan. Our thanks go to our colleague Troy Hill from Rydale District Council who recorded those interviews. transition from military service to civilian life isn't plain sailing for all ex-servicemen and women, but there is plenty of support available. Here in Scarborough, the First Light Trust is one charity offering vital support. As well as working with people leaving the Army, Navy or RAF, it also works with former emergency service workers. Ian Poole is from the First Light Trust, Gabrielle Janzio
4: has been to meet him, and she started by asking what the charity does. Primarily it's a cafe hub, so any customers, any kind, are very welcome to come in and enjoy our wonderful range of cakes and scones and good coffee and tea. So that's what we are first off. But we focus then on the veterans community and also blue light. So people who worked in the police, fire and ambulance services, who may require some support. We have two excellent support workers in Scarborough and they basically pick up on any issues that any of these people may have to do with sorting their benefits or their finances, or any family issues. So that kind of help is available to them.
5: Looking ahead a little bit to the big Armed Forces Day national event, what does that personally mean for you, having that event coming to the town?
4: It's a really exciting time. We're really looking forward to that. Uh, Of course, um, we support uh, veterans and the Blue Light community but this is an opportunity for us to promote ourselves and also to work with the people that we support generally, that they can come and see what we do. They can, If they're visiting from other areas and don't know what Fertilite Trust is about, then they get to see that firsthand. So we're really looking forward to that and celebrating, of course, the work the Armed Forces do on a regular basis.
0: That was Ian Poole from the First Light Trust in Scarborough. You're listening to a special podcast from Scarborough Borough Council. I'm Carl Gavigan, and this podcast is all about the Armed Forces Day national event. We mentioned in the first episode that we couldn't have pulled this off without the kind support of our sponsors, many of which are local to the borough. In fact, more than 30 organisations are helping us bring you this event. Before we hear from one of them, here's our voiceover man to tell you more. We are grateful to platinum sponsor Tesco, gold sponsors NatWest Group, and its subsidiary Holtz Military Banking, and the Royal Nafi. Our silver sponsors are Babcock, BAE Systems... Balfour Beatty, McCain Foods, the Royal British Legion, and Taylor Wimpey. Our media partners are British Forces Broadcasting, Pathfinder International Magazine, and Greatest Hits Radio on the Yorkshire coast. We also appreciate the generosity of a range of business supporters, official partners, suppliers, and our partner charity, the Forces Employment Charity, the RFEA. As you heard there, Tesco is our headline sponsor. As one of the country's biggest retailers with 350,000 members of staff, it has a proud association with the military over many years. Hundreds of ex-servicemen and women join the business each year and it also supports many reservists who still play an active life in the military. Tesco is also a proud holder of the Armed Forces Covenant. Rhys Little chairs the firm's Armed Forces Network. He's also a major in the Anglian Regiment. Andy Carter went to meet him to find out where Tesco wanted to be involved in the Armed Forces Day national event.
6: Tesco has always had quite a strong link to the, the military. Ever since uh, Jack Cohen set it up, he used his DMOB money from World War I, as part of the Royal Flying Corps, to buy his first stock. And ever since then, there has been quite a close link with the armed forces. Tesco employs roughly around 20,000 veterans and reservists and roughly one percent of all leavers of the Armed Forces do join Tesco. We think they do some great fantastic work and we think it's, it's right that we sort of utilise the skills that they've learned to help improve us and support the wider communities. We have a lot of colleagues who are either family members or partners of service personnel and actually we need to support them as best we can throughout the country.
2: Why is that so important to Tesco, that commitment to ex-service people as they leave the military family?
6: People who are in the military community have learnt a series of skills that you just can't really pay for. They've learned how to problem solve, they've learned uh, leadership and management, and they're they're absolutely phenomenal at getting tasks done. They can motivate and mobilize teams to achieve things. Uh, Tesco is a very tactical business. Things will change on on a daily basis, and actually you need that level of resilience, and that level of resilience comes from service personnel.
2: As well as very generously supporting um, Armed Forces Day, you are doing other things. What's the activities that Tesco's um, doing sort of that's in the margins of the event tomorrow?
6: Yesterday we had our, our network. So within Tesco we've got a series of, uh, of networks within the Diversity and Inclusion uh, group. and We had our event here uh, and it was absolutely wonderfully hosted in Scarborough Spa and then also we've got our group 8 so it's covering sort of scarborough and west yorkshire they've got a cycle ride so they'll be cycling sort of 350 miles uh, on stationary bikes thankfully uh, but they'll be cycling to raise money for help for heroes uh, and it's just wonderful to be part of the community uh, and support local charities
2: What do you think you're looking forward to the most tomorrow with the actual event
6: on National Armed Forces Day itself? I think it should be a great opportunity for us to get together and uh, and celebrate the work that the Armed Forces does. It's a challenging job these people have have sacrificed many of their own personal rights to support and protect our our country and our nation and I think it's only right that we recognize the support uh, and work that they have done.
2: What do you hope maybe the legacy will be for Tesco as a result of your involvement in events like this?
6: We want the Armed Forces world to understand that that Tesco is there for them, for our colleagues, for their partners, for the community. We want them to sort of realise that that Tesco values the skills that they bring to the wider world and if they do, when they decide to leave the the forces, if they want a job there is always a role for them at Tesco and we are always here to support their community and their friends and their family.
2: And then finally, um, there's a, a massive programme of excitement going on tomorrow from parades to the Red Arrows to the Battle of Britain Memorial Flight. You've probably cast your eye down the list of things. Is there one thing that uh, excites you the most out of that lot?
6: Well, I'm a bit, of a bit of a nerd and I can see sort of in the bay behind us there's a load of kit and equipment, there's a couple of jackals, uh, there's a typhoon, and I'm really looking forward to sort of going and looking at all the, all the exciting kit that the, uh, the military has to play with and I'm going to have to wait, obviously, for all the, all the kids to go first and have a look, but I will be very much at the, in the queue to have a look at that.
0: Reese Little from Tesco there. Beer news now. The enterprising aficionados at Woldtop Brewery have partnered with us to produce a special edition of their popular Wold Gold beer. The limited edition labelled bottle will be presented to serving personnel and veterans taking part in the main parade tomorrow. Woldtop Brewery is a family owned independent brewery located between the Yorkshire coast and the Yorkshire Wolds. Based on a farm, the company grows its very own barley, which is used to create its range of great tasting, award winning beers for the rest of Yorkshire and the world to enjoy. Kate Balchin is from the brewery.
5: Walltop Brewery, we're based on a a farm just outside Humminby, not too far from the Yorkshire coast. We have been up here for, uh, the brewery has been open for nearly 20 years now, started as a farm diversification project. We work to pretty traditional brewing methods, we brew four or five days a week, we have our own bottling line on site as well and we run tours and other events, we've got a beer festival coming up, that kind of thing. Today we've got a um, a bespoke labelled beer for the Armed Forces Day which is going to be held in Scarborough. The process actually started two weeks ago when we brewed the beer to begin with. So we took the malting barley which we've grown here on our farm and we've turned that into a great tasting beer. Then it's had time to condition and mature and then it's gone into a bottling tank ready for preparation for today. We start with empty bottles at one end of the line and they get then labelled up with the special label that's um, that's been designed for the Armed Forces Day. And then bottles are then sent through a filler where they're rinsed out first and then they're filled with the, with the beer, which has been lightly carbonated to just give it a little bit of bubbles. And then they go through the, through the rest of the line, into the, through the capper and uh, into the packaging machine where they get boxed up ready to go out to the public. We've got a beautiful town. Scarborough has the, one of the best beaches in, in the area, I think. And, um, you know, just to get that, that those people up here to kind of appreciate that is, is an incredible thing. The second is, obviously, celebrating and to kind of appreciate those who, who serve for us in the armed forces, whether it be Army, Navy, Air Force, or volunteers. And, um, yeah, it was just something that it, it, was, it was too big of a, an event and too important of an event to, to kind of not try and be part of
0: finally, in case you missed them earlier this week, children's parades took place in Whitby, Filey and Scarborough as part of events leading up to the national event tomorrow. All three featured artwork created by people from across the borough who took part in a community outreach programme run by Animated Objects Theatre Company. We heard from the theatre's Lee Threadgold in the first episode of this podcast. You can see a video of the three parades on our dedicated Armed Forces Day website, scarborougharmforcesday.co.uk, As this is just a podcast, we thought it'd be nice to end with the sound of one of the parades recorded as the children stepped onto the sand in South Bay. That's it for this special podcast about Armed Forces Day and the national event being held in Scarborough. If you're coming to Scarborough tomorrow, I hope you have a great time. If you're listening to this after you've been to Scarborough, I hope you had a great time. One final reminder for all things Armed Forces Day national event, visit our dedicated website, scarborougharmedforcesday.co.uk. So thanks for downloading or streaming this podcast from Scarborough Borough Council. From me, Carl. goodbye.
5: For more news and information about the services we provide, visit scarborough.gov.uk